Oh, okay. Yeah, I can set timer. <laughs> That's even better. Welcome back, everybody, to the DE Podcast. This is Akamish, and we are back with our first episode of 2022. As always, I'm joined with Daniel over here. Hi, everybody. I'm Daniel, the host or co-host. You don't really, I don't really know of the podcast, but um, before we, we wanted to start, we wanted to tell you guys Happy New Year. Um, hopefully, in this new year, you guys can achieve all your goals, make sure to work hard, have fun. Um, the purpose of this podcast is honestly to bring entertainment to people, to make people happy. If you're, you know, feeling sad or something, come over here because we always have a fun time. It's funny, <laughs> you know, entertaining. Um, and honestly, we just love talking to you because it feels like we're talking to you guys while we're doing the podcast, not just to each other as friends. Um, so I think we can honestly get right started with today's podcast. So um, about a week ago, actually a week ago, there were it was Christmas and we had a lot of very entertaining Christmas basketball games. And we started with the, the Warriors and Suns game. So just a quick recap. The Warriors won 116 to 107. Steph Curry scored over 20 points on Christmas for the first time in his career. He had 33 points. Otto Porter Jr. came off the bench and scored 19, which does not happen too much. But Devin Booker did have a very quiet night with only 13 points, but definitely have you have to credit the um, Golden State defense for that. And then both teams are tied for first in the conference. Um, so, Agamers, what do you think about that game? Well, I think it was just a very good game. It really lived up to the hype that the Warriors-Suns uh, matchup got. We got... A good close game throughout the entire match. I actually was until about the third quarter, and then I tuned back in for the final few minutes. I thought the Suns were going to win the game. They were kind of controlling the tempo. Of the first and second quarter, they were up at halftime, and it looked like, hey, they're really good. Did I get this win and secure the first seed? But then closer towards the end of the third quarter, the Warriors just started to just change the tide. You know, Steph started making some three-pointers. Draymond was playing well, and obviously Otto Porter Jr. too, as you mentioned. And then they were able to just hang on to it um, until the end of the game. So it was just a very exciting game. Chris Paul played really well. DeAndre Ayton did too. Devin Booker, okay. Not a great night for him, but hopefully in the next one, he'll also be able to get the role. Yeah, I mean, for me, we keep saying this like every time we, we talk and, you know, like a, a Western Conference final series between these two yes. teams would just be, it would be entertaining. I mean, you, you have Steph Curry, probably the MVP of our league, against Devin Booker, who has come out from his shell for the past, I guess, two years plus. And now we can kind of see how it would be. Because obviously last year the Suns did go through a hard playoffs to make the finals, but... You know, in the conference finals, they got kind of lucky with, you know, Kawhi not being there. And yes. maybe maybe they're lucky, maybe they're not. Like, there's still questions roaming around, like, oh, would Paul George or Terrence Mann, like, be so good even if Kawhi was there or, you know. So, I mean, it was a, it was a great game. I watched, like, all the Christmas games, just yeah. put myself to the TV. So, it was great. Um, I think next, speaking of MVP, we can move on to the Lakers-Nets game. It was an extremely Ooh. close game. LeBron James had 39. And James Harden with a 36-point triple-double. MVP. Patty Mills. Patty Mills has tied his career high with 34. And 
one I watched the game starting at about the third quarter, right? And mm-hmm. because it was it was it was a little bit late. So the Nets were up by twenty three. And I didn't turn it off. And I had this thought in my mind. I'm like, I feel like the Lakers are going to come back from this. Like, actually, I thought I was like, okay, well, Braun looks so mad right now. Like, I think he's actually <laughs> going to come back. And they came back. They tied it at 115. But then Nicholas Claxter, Claxton had the dunk of the year on LeBron. Well, and, yeah. I don't know about the <laughs> dunk of the year. It was a good dunk. That was disgusting, though. I honestly, I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't believe it. It was like, wow. Like Nicholas Claxton, even in his interviews, that's the greatest moment of his career. Uh, it was, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It was, it was. That game was something else because I, when they were down twenty three, I turned it off because I was just like, oh my god, the Lakers, they can't defend, they can't shoot, they can't play basketball. I'm done with them. I'm done with the Lakers. But then. Once I saw in the fourth quarter that hey oh they're actually making this a game it's gonna it's gonna be close so I I turned the TV back on I was I was excited I was like the Lakers can beat the Nets without Katie and Kyrie finally let's go and then my heart at one fifteen all the Nets just went on a and the Lakers lost once again despite LeBron going off which we will get into well, actually well listen I. The Lakers, like, the funny thing with the Lakers is even though Anthony Davis is injured and people are saying, oh, they're on a five-game losing streak and everything, like, it's not like they're getting blowed out in every game. Like, it's, they're all close. They beat, they barely beat the Rockets, but then Jalen Green came back and he had a great game. But, you know, LeBron, like, he is making his MVP game. We'll, we'll obviously touch on him later, but listen, LeBron's doing everything. Like, like, like you just said, nobody is helping him. Like, we have, like... Malik Monk, who I, I guess he's doing okay, but like, you know, and but then people are saying, oh no, LeBron is scoring thirty nine. The whole team scoring like one hundred ten points. No, that's like seventy points. Forty for one person compared to seventy for an entire team. Like, come on now. Like LeBron's scoring almost half of the team <laughs> points, and his team is still losing. So, I mean. And the Lakers, like, everybody at the beginning of the year, including myself, was saying, like, hey, the Lakers are old. Like, but then it kind of, everyone's like, no, why? Like, it doesn't, age isn't a number. But now we can kind of see that, like, everybody kind of thought, hey, Dwight Howard, no. Hey, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, he's had some, a a couple big games. Yeah, but he's also had some bad games, too. Yeah, he's had a lot of bad games, too. Malik Monk, actually Malik Monk, I think he actually did might have improved a little bit since Charlotte, but still the overall conclusion is that LeBron is doing everything and nobody is helping him out. So honestly, I don't think LeBron can be the GM of his own team. I feel like he still is. <laughs> um, but Rob Palenka, Rob Palenka needs to do some searching around his team, and he kind of, he has to take the puzzle pieces one by one. Who we need a shooter, we need a lockdown defender, we need a passer, we need a guy who can rebound the ball well, you know, and kind of fit those puzzle pieces together. And if it's LeBron James playing with like I don't know, Isaiah Thomas, honestly I think the Lakers should have kept him. But then there's Russell Westbrook too, which I kind of forgot about. But Russell Westbrook, like it's so funny. Because I wanted to touch on this too. Russell Westbrook, like people are saying he's trash and everything. Like he's still scoring a triple double every single game, <laughs> and, and nobody's really credit. No one's like crediting him enough for that. Like that's actually kind well, of big. I, I, it's because like 
It's because he scores so many triple doubles. People. Oh my yeah. God! Westbrook got another triple double, but they lost again. Yeah. But, I mean, he only scored his two hundredth triple double. Like he he kind of devalued the triple double. Like he did it so many times. People are just like, oh, whatever, you know. It's always happening. It's Westbrook. We expect him. Like that's his minimum now. And I think he even said it once in an interview. It was like everybody expects me to get 25, 25, and twenty five in, in <laughs> points, rebounds, and assists. And he's like, I can't do that every night. Like I already get triple doubles. I'm, isn't that a really good thing to do? So, I mean, I kind of feel bad for him, but also. The triple doubles don't make up for like his shooting, which I think is a big issue with the Lakers in general. Like they're not, they're not good at shooting the three, they're not good at shooting at the rim, <laughs> and and they they in offense they just genuinely can't score. I think they're like twenty sixth or twenty seventh in the whole for for offensive efficiency. The game they only score like a hundred five. Just oh my god. It's yeah. Russell Westbrook is like representative of like the larger situation. Yeah, I mean, I think what the Lakers have to do between like now and the All Star break, they kind of have to like, you know, sit down, like just like say, okay, what's wrong with the team, you know? Like, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers are like one of those big teams for the trade deadline to like get the, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of players. Because, yeah. you know, Kendrick Nunn is obviously injured, so that's one young guy that's not there. But think about who you've traded. Kyle Kuzma and Contavious Caldwell Pope are, like, one of the best players in Washington, D.C. right now. Then you have Montrez Harrow, who's good. Now he's in COVID protocols. And then JaVale McGee is having the best season of his career. in <laughs> But, honestly, I don't think it's because it's like, hey, I don't want to play in the Lakers, and now we're here, so why not? No, I think it's like, I think it's like because there's like more opportunity because you had like LeBron who's your team captain, even though like the Suns, like people are still debating who the star player is. I mean, it may be Devin Booker and maybe Chris Paul, but like we saw before, Devin Booker has an off night. Okay, then Chris Paul, if Chris Paul has a good night and then JaVale has a good night or something like that, then they win. And even if one player, so that's the, the beauty of it. If one player has a bad night, everybody can fill in and help him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I think you were talking about Rob Polinka and how he needs to kind of be honest with himself and figure out what where the Lakers are going to be headed to by the All-Star break, what trades they need to make and who they need to be – who needs to be on the roster. But, like, I don't I don't get why he even – From back in the title, like, why would you just not re-sign everybody? Why would you – why wouldn't you just run it back? I mean, you they, he, Dwight Howard didn't come back for that for part for 2021, um, and obviously this off season they traded away Kyle Kuzma, Kentavious Caldwell Pope, Montrezl Harrell. Also, as you said, they got rid of they got rid of Alex Caruso. They let him walk to Chicago, and now he's one of their best. Now he's like Chicago's probably fifth or sixth best player. I mean, they kind of just got rid of everybody that wasn't Anthony Davis or LeBron, and then they were like, okay, let's just sign a bunch of older guys who are just based off of their name, and and let's see if it works out. And so now they're stuck with Carmelo Anthony, who's actually pretty good. He has good games, bad games occasionally. But overall, he's been pretty good. They have Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan, who haven't done much, if anything, this season. Like, I literally – I was looking at a stat. The Lakers ha- have the most starting lineups, like, 
uh, created in the NBA this season at like 19 or 20 because staff they just keep cycling out like Dwight Howard, DeAndre Jordan and whatever other centers they have because they just don't know what to do because they're the play yeah like they had to start LeBron at center um yesterday night because of how bad their centers are now like they don't even play them some nights then they do others because they don't know what to do I mean and I guess like when I yeah, yeah you go, go ahead, ahead. yeah, yeah you go ahead when you think about the lake, when I think about the Lakers, I kind of think about the Raptors in 2021. Like, not this season, but last season. They had Siakam and Van Vliet, who were their best players. And then they had, like, some okay guys. Like, not old, but, like, okay. Their mm-hmm. centers sucked. They couldn't rebound the freaking ball. We had Aaron Baines as, a star- as our starting center. And I, it, and then this year, we, we kind of solved it, right? We had Ken Birch, who signed late last year, but he's definitely improved. Chris Boucher has come out of his shell, and he's starting to play much better. Now we have Precious Achoa, who's doing great. So, honestly, I think it's all about just, like, trusting the process. And, honestly, <laughs> I think everybody's, like, kind of, like, not underestimating, over overestimating the team. Because, like... It's a it's a brand new team, like you just said, right? They're signing all these different players. Like, I think this year the the Lakers don't have to take this as like a hey, we have we have to win the the championship this year ASAP. If we don't, it's gonna be bad. I think they should like take it as like hey, this season it's all about getting used to to the team, the roster, everybody. You know, maybe making the playoffs, getting some a playing spot, and then moving on to next season. And next season. You know, you, you have like an overall chemistry, like 100% chemistry, and you can move on and win games and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean, but honestly, just because like 37, he's 37 years old. That's he's going to be 38 next year. He doesn't have much time. Anthony Davis is 29, but he seems to get injured more and more every season. So that as he gets older, it's only going to get worse. Russell Westbrook is like 33. DeAndre Jordan's 35. Dwight Howard's 36. I mean, they're just too old to wait a year. Like, you can't you can't expect, like, LeBron at 38 to be have MVP seasons where he averages 30 points per game Whoa. at every... Well, right now, he's 37. He's averaging 28.6 points per game. It's yeah, the but, like... the second highest in the NBA. But, like, nobody else in history has ever done that, and... As I mean, we've seen with LeBron, like, like you, even you agree, like, it's it's going to be hard for them to rely on LeBron forever. Like, you don't want to do that. LeBron doesn't want to do that either, probably. He's probably frustrated about that. And, I mean, I guess we can kind of segue into LeBron and his M- – what he's doing right now with the Lakers. I mean, just last night versus the Blazers, the blew out a team. <laughs> they finally scored 139 points. They beat the Blazers by, I think, like 26 33, and then 33 33 sorry 33 actually <laughs> and so I, I was happy about that but it was on the back of lebron again who scored 43 points had 14 he rebounds like, he, he scored like 28 points in the first half yeah he went absolutely nuts in the first half i was watching the game like i knew from the first quarter itself like this was going to be a crazy lebron game he only ended up playing 30 minutes actually 29 minutes went absolutely insane and the Lakers actually got a blow win. I think I think LeBron did that on purpose too. He was like, "We have to blow out the Blazers today because if we lose to this Blazers team, 
it's our season is over. Like we're not coming 29 back. Twenty nine minutes. Jeez, what? I know, right? That is some MVP stuff. Oh my god. And and yeah. So this season now, <laughs> this season he's averaging, as you said, twenty eight point six points per game. He's second behind the the one of the greatest scorers, Kevin Durant, and that's his highest points per game since. He's shooting his highest three-point percentage since 2014. He's averaging a career high in blocks, a near career. He's had seven straight 30-point games uh, since last night. But the Lakers, they're still in 19, not even 500. And then, so I guess Daniel, my question: Have a shot with all he's doing this season. And with how the Lakers are doing, does he have a shot and KD for MVP? At MVP, huh? I mean, MVP is the most valuable player. So it's not the most valuable team. The most mm-hmm. valuable team is the championship. Like, I mean, Steph Curry, obviously, he's done so many things this year, and Kevin Durant as well. But, like, I don't know. It kind of just depends on how he does with the in the rest of the season. I feel like that if he and his team kind of go on this breakout year, and they do well, maybe make the play-in playoffs, whatever. But then Steph Curry wins the title and does like super well, or Kevin Durant <laughs> wins the title, then I think he's doomed. But it's kind of like um, 2019. I thought Kawhi had a better shot than Giannis at winning MVP. I'll really? I'll just say that. Really? Over even Harden? What about Harden? No, not 2019. No. Oh. Like, but still, Giannis played like super well. With Kawhi, Kawhi played, he didn't play as well as Giannis, I'll admit that. Kawhi played a little bit less, but his team won the championship when nobody expected them to win. Not even come close. So, I don't know. Like, it's... I don't have like a clear answer on it, but it could happen. It couldn't happen. It honestly just depends. I think I think what the Lakers need is like a solid ten game win streak, where they finally get over five hundred and are like thirty and twenty or something. And then you can say, oh yeah, you know that LeBron guy? He's he's thirty eight. He's averaging twenty nine points per game. He's scoring thirty points every game. He's carrying the Lakers to like the fifth seed in the West. And then I think you can say. Yeah, let's put him in the MVP conversation. I don't think he'll win over Steph or KD just because they're literally they have better they have equal numbers. I would say very close numbers, and they have way better teams team records. But I think he, if they can win, if the Lakers can actually win some games in January, go maybe even like undefeated in the month or something. But something to that's boost like them up. That's like a, yeah. That's like the Suns and their seventeen game winning streak. Yeah, yeah, just something to boost them up the standings. He gets like, then you can say, oh yeah, you know, let's put LeBron in the conversation. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, still speaking of the Lakers in a way, Isaiah Thomas is back in the NBA. Let's go. So Isaiah Thomas signed a ten-day contract with the LA Lakers. He scored nineteen in his first game, which is decent. He went downhill from there, unfortunately, but. He has officially signed on the Dallas Mavericks. He dropped six points for assists versus the Kings in 13 minutes of production. So, But then he was put into COVID protocols like a lot of players in the league. 
So, like, the question is, like, what do, what, like, for you, Akinrich, what do you expect from him? What do people expect from him for the rest of this year, this season, and for the next, like, I don't know, let's just, like, cut it short, like, a year or two? Honestly, because when he scored 19 points versus Timberwolves, the Lakers are getting blown out, but I was like, oh, he's back. He might actually be really, really useful to a team off the bench or something. But then his next two games, I think he only scored like three points and two points. And I just, I, I didn't even get mad. I just felt bad because like he tried for two years to work his way back into the league. He had a good game, but then immediately it was just followed by two awful games. And nobody really wants to see a player who's worked so hard and who's just like unfortunately injured go down like that. But I don't, I honestly don't see him staying in the league. I don't think that he's going to be consistent enough. That's like a huge issue with him ever since he got traded to the Cavs. He'll have some games where 14, but then others will, he'll be like two for 11, two points. And then on top of that, every night he's, he gets picked apart on defense because he's only five, nine and six, six. So there's that height advantage just destroyed. And he's only really useful if he's scoring. What is what he was doing back in Boston and Phoenix uh, before, but he's not doing that anymore. So I don't think he's going. He might have like a short, another. I don't think he's going to be around after that, unfortunately. I mean, I think it kind of like I I completely agree with your point. I kind I think it kind of like depends on like how he does. Like let's just say like he scores like twenty points, and like he averages like. I don't know, like 15 points over, like, the, like I don't know, three, four games. I think it honestly just depends on how he does. And I wouldn't be surprised if he would get signed for the rest of this season. But next year, it will honestly just have, we'll have to see what happens. Because, but do you, you think, know, like, could, he, do you yeah. think, like, he even has a chance? He has two a good game and then a bad game. Let's say he scores like 15, good efficiency, and then two-point game. Do you think that is enough to get him signed for the season? Like, is that good enough or no? That's or does he have tough. to, like, play I... really well? I mean, in that two-point game, let's just say Luca's there, and let's say Luca puts on a show, and he plays, like, a lot of minutes. Then okay, fine. Like Luca played super well. You didn't. You you got like a couple, like a few minutes. Like scored up two points. But if it's like, you know, everybody's struggling and you're struggling, like yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of unpredictable at this point. Yeah. Because like I'm just going off the past records. Like when he was with the Nuggets. I mean, the Wizards in 2019 with the Nuggets in 2020. Lakers even just a few weeks ago now. It's just, he's not the same anymore. It's not his fault. It's He obviously was badly injured in Boston back in the playoffs. But it's just unfortunate for him, but he's he's just not, I don't think he's good enough anymore. Like, he yeah. might be good enough to be like a like a G League player who, who still averages, or even just like a semi-pro. Or, I mean, not like a semi-pro, but like in another, like a European league. He'd probably be very, very good, but in the NBA, I, I don't think he's a good fit at all. Yeah. No, I, I could see that for sure. 
Yeah, and so I guess, like, kind of going off of that, that I, that I noticed was, like, that it, it's the first day of January, actually. But been more NBA players, like, unique NBA players to play in this season. I think it's, like, 460-something, which is the most ever. And it's just a huge amount of players that are coming up from the G League and out of retirement. It's obviously because of COVID and with all the, you know, stars, all the 10-day contracts just to, you know, <laughs> the hardship. I don't know. So so the the, 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 the teams actually have rosters that they can play on. But, like, all these players, like Lance Stevenson, he came, he's, I don't know, back and now he's playing with, he's signed a 10-day deal with the Pacers, which is pretty funny. And then, yeah. um, Derek Collison, Sandy Johnson came back for the Lakers. This is from, I guess, maybe two or three years ago, are getting called, getting called back into the league. Also, a lot of young guys from the G League, like Xavier Moon, Yuta Watanabe, Norvell Pell, Cassius Stanley, and getting their chances. So I guess, like, are you happy? These guys are all getting their chances to show what they can do. I mean, the thing that's like super funny, like I, it was Trey Young who said this in an interview. He said like, I don't like when I go to practice now because like most of the teams in in COVID protocols, like I don't even know who I'm practicing with. <laughs> like when I when I watched the rat, I watched it was Raptors Cavs when the Cavs beat the Raptors by 45 when the whole Raptors team was at, was in protocols and the whole Cavs team was still was still there. So I wasn't mad about it, but like. Svi Melanchuk was our starting small forward. <laughs> I mean, we had Siak, Van Vliet, Scotty Barnes, uh, OG Ananobi, Ken Birch. We had all these people that went into COVID protocols. And then we have like reserves from the G League or that just came back or like, I don't know. Yeah, like just people who signed ten day contracts, and the team like looked so confusing. I didn't know anybody except for Svi Milinchuk and and Yutu Watanabe. Those uh-huh. are the only two. The, like I was so confused. Really? Yeah. I mean, but I'm happy honestly because like a lot of the like the NBA is so hard, so cut to get into that it's great to just have people get NBA experience and make NBA money. Um, just even for just a little bit. So I think I think it's a fun. I think it's great that they that they're able to get the opportunity at least. And even some of the old guys like, like who were in his pretty good role player. And I think it's just it's like it's comfort. Yeah, I would say. And I guess I'll ask you one more thing. Like since you were talking about the Raptors, what do you think about the Raptors season so far? Right, they're the 11th seed in the East. They're 15 and 17. Um, any thoughts on like their on Siakam, Van Vliet, just everything? Well, I thought it would be much worse. Really? <laughs> I mean, 15, like I'm kind of looking at the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. We're the 11 seed and we're at 15 and 17. And then you have like the and in the Western Conference, the Lakers have like practically the same record as us, and they're, you know like, in at the top of the play-in. And we're, like, the, the... I mean, obviously, it's, like, the first half of the year, so it's obviously super close. 
But like we're 15 and 17. The Knicks are 17 and 19. Same with the Celtics. Like, um, I mean, yeah. I don't really know. I mean, I'm I'm happy with the um, the team success. We're winning against. We almost beat the Nets. We, we Scotty Barnes barely missed a half court shot. Um, <laughs> we beat the Clippers. I mean, without Paul George, but still, like, and we're getting wins against pretty good teams. Like we beat the Cavs before Magic or eh, with Jalen Suggs though. Um, the Pacers. Like we're coming close with the good teams, so I'm actually not that mad about it. I mean, hopefully at this rate we can make it to the play-in, but. Van Vliet has definitely like showed up this year. Siakam has been like eh, average, but mm-hmm. Van Vliet is definitely the big one. Gary Trent Jr. like came out from last year. I think when he first came to Toronto last year after the whole Kyle Lowry trade, he or not Kyle Lowry, Norman Powell's trade, he didn't really want to be here. It could kind of look like it in this game, but then I think he kind of like adjusted, and now he's playing so much better. And then we have guys coming up: Chris Boucher, YouTube Otanabe. Malachi Flynn, his kid's like playing really good. Scotty Barnes is like one, almost is like second in the rookie of the year race. So honestly, I'm I'm satisfied. Hopefully, I don't know. I mean, Nick Nurse is doing a good job of keeping the team. So yeah, and I think. Do you think like, do you think the Raptors should continue? Do you think they have a chance to get to like the play-in, or or even like an eight seed or no? Definitely, definitely. I mean, as of right now, we definitely do because, like, the standings are super close. Like, I'm looking right now. Like, we're seven and a half games behind the first seed. And then the six seed Sixers are five games behind. So we're only, like, two and a half, two games behind them. And we're, like, on completely different ends. And then mm-hmm. Charlotte is, like, what, like, two. Yeah, so it's, like, it's so close. So, I mean... It could end up either way. We could be the sixth seed, make the playoffs right away, or we could be like the eleven seed, barely miss the playoffs. I mean, last year we were like we were tenth for a very long time, and then the Wizards had like a ten game winning streak, and they went on top of us. And then yeah. the Celtics won a couple games and we lost because we had a tough schedule to close out the year, and then then we kind of went down to twelfth. So, I mean. I want them to obviously. I want them to do good. I think there's a definitely a big chance. Hopefully, we'll see. Yeah. So, I, I guess we're, we're gonna wrap, wrap it up there for today. It was a little bit of a shorter podcast, but we did get important NBA news. Obviously, the Christmas games, a lot of the players, the Lakers, and my MVP, LeBron James, and. <laughs> yeah, guys, we definitely appreciate hey, you. Sure. We're really excited for the new year and everything that we're going to be doing in 2022. On my side, at least, I'm going to definitely try and have, like, at least one or two basketball-related posts every Monday and then getting a lot more NBA guests onto our show because that's something we'd love to have. Um, Daniel, you kind of want to talk about... And then, like, in terms of the actual podcast, we've been... We started doing this a lot more. But we're going to try to get a post in at least once a week for you guys. If we have time, then we'll do two. But um, we're definitely going to try to do at least one um, on YouTube, Spotify, Instagram. We're, pro- we're, we're trying to, like Igmer just said about the posting, 
and then maybe the stories like once every couple days we'll post a story and update about something big in the NBA um, and let us know because we're definitely curious about it if you guys want us to do like a YouTube live stream and do a Q&A or something like that we're definitely like me and Nathan we're definitely okay to do that so whatever you guys want to see from us and also like we want to thank you guys obviously uh, once more for the for the support from from 2021 2022 we're 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 coming you know um definitely we're definitely ready to see you guys and you know we're happy to be doing this because it's definitely at least done something to both of our lives um <laughs> but you know thank you guys so much for listening um uh, make sure to download and listen on spotify subscribe and like the video on youtube on instagram make sure to like and follow um with that being said everybody me and acreage we'll see you guys next time